interested uh you would want to live in a house that's haunted or you wouldn't want to live in a house that's haunted okay wait yeah so i would like the opportunity to live in a house that's haunted because well firstly i don't believe in a lot of that stuff anyways and so i would love to be proved wrong but i know i would only ever like my brain would only ever accept it if it happened to me it's like it would have to be like mm -hmm. something that literally occurred in my life that i had to like overcome and then i would be like okay this is real. I like the idea. Uh, I, was like, I like the idea of a ghost coming and putting his hands like, look, I'm putting my hand through you. This is happening to you. Yeah. See, it's like, and that'd be, I just have to take a step back and actually reexamine how I feel about just, it because anything short of that, I know I'm, 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 I'm going to come up with some loophole in my head where I'm like, yeah, it could be a couple things. <laughs> I also like that you describe it as something that you, uh, that you overcome. <laughs> like I, yeah, I overcame like all the, being like, in the haunted like, house. <laughs> not into it, but like living there, like poltergeist or something like that, where it's like, you know, they're terrorizing you. <laughs> so it's like something you have to deal with. You know what I mean? Yeah. If it's somebody who's like, oh, one time in my house, like a door closed by itself, and then like it didn't happen ever again after that. It's like your house isn't haunted. Yeah. <laughs> your house has a draft. But if yeah. uh, it was I mean, haunted once for a day. <laughs> Yeah, it was a brief haunting, just a, a yeah. haunt vacation. Your ghost was on vacation from their usual spot. Maybe they were like testing out like an Airbnb of like haunted houses. Ooh. Just, oh, like, let me yeah. trap this There's house like a, in Miami. A ghost realtor that's like, all right, and oh, this is how Airbnb. <laughs> oh, Ooh, I love that. I yeah, love that. It's a. Oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. There's a ghost realtor like, all right, this is how the door slams, and check it out. Go ahead and slam mm -hmm. it on your own. And uh, then it cuts <laughs> like, boom, boom, boom. Yeah, wow, the real life. Scary. Like, oh I my like god, that. honey, Ooh, nice. the door's slamming. <laughs> yeah, just this once though. That's it. No other times. Nice. Oh my god. Whenever the I'm light, sold. when the lights are like flickering on and off, it's just a realtor walking through and just text, test, yeah. testing light switches on an inspection. It's just like, damn, no ghosts want to haunt this the... house. <laughs> <laughs> Whenever you hear the pipes at night, it's just like testing the flushes and like water systems. Nice. Yeah, I like exactly. This. It's just it's just ghost inspectors. Good. Ooh, so uh... ghost inspectors. Spectres, the inspecting <gasps> inspector. Inspector, inspector is spelled like specter. Like specter, okay. yeah. yeah. Okay. Like specters inspecting. Inspector. This writes itself. Perfect. Oh yeah. Oh, welcome we... to Ghost Fucking Pod. We're yeah. talking about ghosts all welcome day. Welcome to Ghost Inspector. Ghost talk. Podcast. Yeah. Gym mm. leader Nate, everybody. Let's give a round of applause. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, thanks. I, well, I guess um, we should all introduce yeah. ourselves. Uh, and, hey, welcome to No Dumb Idea. Uh, this is Gibbledang here. Uh, yeah, who am I with? Hello, it's me, your titular Dala. Uh, and we're joined by another third host now. Who's a ghost? No, sorry, I'm going to drop the ghost thing. I can't carry that all day. Um, yeah. You I'm, can. I'm... They're, they're, they don't weigh a lot. They're intangible. Ah, you got a point. But yeah, I'm Jim Leader See? Nate. Um, 
you may know me from the previous Pokemon episode. Um, Pokemon enthusiast, you know, gaming enthusiast in general. Uh, yeah, and I'm here to here to have a good time and and make things worse. Winner of Japokemon. Go go check that episode out. I think it's like episode 15 or 12 or whatever. Yeah, Japokemon. 10. That's what it was called. Yeah. <laughs> episode 10 speaking of which actually gibbling how's uh golden girls been for you it's good it's on my uh that that little magnet is on my fridge i get to look at it every time i open up and look for mm-hmm. something that's not in there so it's good it's good nice nice so speaking with you jimmy leader nate i don't know if you want to do mm-hmm. go over a little what you've been doing what you've been into uh, well this week a lot of you know a lot of classwork i've been having to get up to working a lot with uh with film and editing at the moment and uh right now working with uh audio adr replacement was what we were working Ooh, on this week lovely so, that was pretty interesting are you, are you gonna adr this whole episode for us oh gosh we'll see yeah i'll just i'll just read actually yeah i'm gonna go through and i'm gonna redo all of your voices with my voice oh yeah so it's just three yous talking mm-hmm. exactly <laughs> So what is uh what does your classwork kind of look like? What do you have to do for stuff like that? Like in terms of like ADR, I guess. Well, a big thing like well, ADR is just kind of like one step we're doing in just an intro to editing basically, and so like in the audio segment of the class is when we started doing ADR work, and it it didn't have to be overly complicated. We just had to take a scene and just basically blank out the sound entirely, and then redo the sound from the ground up using only. Ooh. ADR so sounds fun yeah so the I just went with the they like give you a default scene and I just I just did the default scene which was a scene from Fight Club um (laughs) where he beats himself up and uh so yeah it's not the not the two rules of Fight Club no you like ADR'd over him be like the two rules are we don't talk about Girl Scouts and we (laughs) don't eat Girl Scout cookies and we like kissing boys (laughs) And Kevin's off limits. He's my boyfriend. <laughs> but that sounds that sounds like a dope ass. I love like when I was in um my undergrad, I loved taking those classes that are just kind of like hands on. Like I took Blender class where I learned how to three D model for a bit. Yeah. I mean, even like music classes. I took a class and learned how to play sitar for like a semester, which was like fun. Just sitar. Kinda, like, That's pronounced. Cool. It's pronounced guitar. But okay. Never, yes, never. Yeah. No, I sat while I played though. It's, that's the, is, the is it a slippery G? How do you pronounce it? A sitar. I I personally only play statar. That's why I have a strap. Nice. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nah, I'm all about that. I'm not, actually I play laytar, lay down, and play guitar. <laughs> Sleetar. Uh, I only play while I'm sleeping. <laughs> Guess which one I play, guys. <laughs> Freaking guitar. Re. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Got it. <laughs> Anyways, uh, where did we leave off? Um, I was just editing. we were talking about the editing class and just yeah, yeah, and about so having to and about having to. I had to like look up sounds and stuff, and I had to record some of my own sounds and then redub over the dialogue too. So it was interesting. That's right. Yeah, that sounds uh yeah, no, that sounds pretty cool. Having to build a scene from the ground up or rebuild it rather. Sounds like a pretty pretty event or eventful week, eventful class at least. Yep, yep. Uh yep, yep. Got Dala? Yeah, Dala, what's up with you? Yeah. 
Uh, well, there's a couple things. I guess I'll start off with Spider-Man 2 is one of the things. Mm. Been playing a bunch of that. Well, not a bunch. I feel like I'm not as far as I should be for this time of recording. But like, I think I'm like 35% through. Mm. It's pretty, pretty solid. Pretty fucking solid. Probably, it's probably the third best if considering the so far i guess i'm not done obviously but compared to where i am for this one versus the first game or the the miles morales one's kind of weird because it's only like four hours long so it's kind of hard to compare but yeah considering i'm like 30 percent in i'm kind of like oh like the gameplay is great it, it plays fucking amazing mm-hmm. i think you know i was talking to my other friend one of my friend like good friends um and he was we were just talking it's like because we're both the type where it's like with the Spider-Man games where it's, we'll do every fucking side quest before we do the next mission as we can. And then we'll do the mission and then all the side quests. And I got to say, all the side quests are kind of like boo-boo in this one so far. Yeah. There's like a lot of boo. I heard they're a little repetitive. They're like, I love Insomniac and I love that they do like these like mini games stuff. Like with the Ratchet and Clank series, they're always been pretty fun. Mm -hmm. They usually do like one or two that are like, this is the gimmick mini game for this series. And then like, it's kind of like a puzzle and it gets more progressive. But in this one, it's a bunch of like, I've done 10 different mini games and they're all kind of just none of like, most of them are not playing as Spider-Man. Like there's one where you bike ride through Central Park as Peter Parker. There's somewhere you fly around like in a robot bee. Yeah, that's okay. It's it's annoying, and I mean, maybe it's the way I'm playing because, like I said, I am doing all the mini game side quests first before I'm getting. I will say the story so far too, like being thirty percent in. I'm like, come on, get this shit going. Like, there's there's some good spots, but yeah, yeah, I'm definitely like, I wish there was more miles. I wish these mini games were maybe they'll get funner later. That's the thing is like it's hard to be like pissed at the game or disappointed or whatever. It, but yeah, I, I I think a lot of the reviews I've been seeing of it, I don't know, a lot of the opinions I see is like, in general, it's like a lot of people are saying mm-hmm. it just feels a little bit like underwhelming. Just overall, just especially mm-hmm. when compared with the first one, because the first one was so it's, startlingly yeah. good. Oh, hell yeah. That, um, that now it's like, it just feels like... <clears throat> the bar's set too high, maybe. Yeah. It's just weird because the bars or like it wasn't set too high. It just wasn't met. Yeah, it's just weird because it's like yeah, like the mini games. If they just did a lot of the like traversal ones that they did in the first game, because now you can glide and stuff too. Mm-hmm. Like you got more traversal. It controls just as good, if not better, overall. Like it's like it's fun to play. The stories so far is pretty cool. I mean, I'm like not too far in yet, where I'm like feeling I can judge it completely. But I think just there's a lot of like the the first game, those Mary Jane like story, like uh, quests that were kind of like the, okay, get this shit through. And now there's more of that where you're Peter or you're like Miles or, you know, not Spider-Man. Just not being Spider-Man. Yeah. Yeah. Not Slinger. I am stoked. I'm like definitely stoked to continue playing it and like beat it. Um, You know, but I'm like, again, it's like right now it's number three, which is like, it's. I mean, if out of all Spider-Man games of all time, it's probably number three still, which is like that's shit better than most of them. That's still pretty good, yeah. So, although Ultimate Spider-Man for GameCube oh. always holds a special place One in my heart. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah. that game so was amazing. True, true. I would Another say it's, I mean one. that and Spider-Man Two, the PS 
the PS2 one. The original Spider-Man 2. That yeah. one that one gets yeah. too much cred. That one gets way too much cred. When was the last yeah, time you guys first... played that one? It's janky, but it's like it was never janky like any other. It's never like I I recognize it being great, but there's never been like yeah. oh my god I go back to like Spider-Man Two. That's my game. Like <laughs> I do recognize it. Yeah. It did bring a lot of new things to the table, but like uh, a couple other Spider-Man games I'd put over that one. Honestly, Spider-Man mm-hmm. One, the the first Spider-Man PlayStation game for mm-hmm. PS. Oh, the PS One. Like the, yeah, the yeah. old yeah, I love that one's yeah top five for me. Well, not, that's not the uh, I'm talking about the movie, not, the movie. Oh, the game. movie one. Oh, yeah. So Spider Man one, um, the movie game. That one you could play as uh, Green Goblin. You could play as the Shocker. Uh, fucking really good costumes in that one. Uh, Spider Man, the the comic book uh PS one game, where you're kind of limited in mm-hmm, where you could yeah. go. It's not really open world, but that, that one's, one's fun, my though. shit. Yeah. Um, the Amazing Spider-Man fucking uh, Xbox 360 game, like that one doesn't get enough cred. Uh, yeah, yeah. Frankly, I think those games are a little better than Spider-Man PS or uh, Spider-Man uh, Two for the PS2. The I mean, PS2. probably because they've came out since and probably utilized a lot of the stuff. I just for me, it's like I have the nostalgia for Spider-Man PS2 for PS2. Luckily, they're all dwarfed by Ultimate Spider-Man for GameCube, so it doesn't even matter. They're all tied. <laughs> Frankly, tied no, for the yeah. last. I think I agree. <laughs> Ultimate Spider-Man was so good. I remember fighting the Rhino yeah. and being like, "Whoa, mm-hmm. this is a guy in a suit." I will it's say the most titular neck. Spider-Man game is probably the PS4 one, because that to me is like the most authentic, well-rounded one. I would agree. But would Ultimate's agree. probably like number two or three yeah. for sure. Like and I admit, Ultimate's always going to be. Me. It's like I, it is. I have a, yeah. I have a, ske- I have a skewed view of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. No. No. And that one's fucking great as hell too. That's why I'm like, I think just to me, I'm like, oh man, Spider-Man Two for the PS4 is like what I dreamed Spider-Man like PS1. It's fucking these names, man. Spider-Man <laughs> for the PS1 64 was like you know as a kid. Like this is like what I, to me, the same level. I don't know. Yeah, it's yeah. like, like it's like what, it's like a lot of people when you uh, ask them about their favorite Power Rangers game will say the side the the one v one fighter that's more popular now. Whereas I will always think mm. of Power Rangers Time Force for the Game Boy Advance. You know? Oh, nice! <laughs> what a even... fucking deep cut! I was yeah, expecting the I... SNES one or something. Honestly, <laughs> uh, I think Boy the SNES Advanced. one might have been might have been the nice. only one I've played. Same. Isn't that a fighting fighting game too? It's a beat them up or the one, or they, up there's, or... they did a few of those no, there's two a... there's two there's two there's a fighting game and a beat em up the oh, beat em up's I've... the one i've played i've only played the fighting game funny enough uh... no oh my god we're all like the power rangers of power ranger games uh, this... Ooh. We each played a different power ranger game yep it's funny because that's it like especially if you like the teenage mutant ninja turtle games like you would love the yeah. power ranger a lot of the power ranger games because they're literally just they're knockoff t- teenage mutant ninja Turtle like just themed <laughs> they're just palette swaps as, almost yeah like just themed as power rangers like it's the same Basically. a lot of the same function hey it's they, me yeah, jose bl- i'm the brown ranger fool <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck was that is that all the like power from- ranger no, but you know how they do, like, uh, <laughs> the Yellow Ranger is going to be an Asian woman, and the Black Ranger yeah. is going to be a Black there's a real, Oh, there's a really good key and Yeah, sketch yeah. about that. About Black oh, Falcon. It. It's so good. 
it's so it's funny because he's like the green, green falcon. falcon they keep calling him the black falcon, him black, falcon. <laughs> <laughs> black, black falcon get him he's like uh who are you talking to because i am the green falcon and like nobody like, nobody else's like co- like colors matched at like any terminology their for their race like so it's like <laughs> that's so stupid yeah so at one point he like he, he's talking to like the blue ranger who's native american he's like how would you like if i started calling you red ranger and everyone's like whoa whoa cool your <laughs> jets there black falcon he's like i'm green falcon <laughs> so, so fucking yeah <laughs> uh, but yeah that's uh that's all spider-man 2, two. i'm gonna keep going with it. i'll let y'all know how it is at the end um yeah, let me know once you get to the part where peter parker dies yeah, yeah. P- peter parker not spider-man yeah. specifically spider-man peter parker die. that's the point well there's too Haven't many you've been paying yeah. attention well that's why i'm specifically yeah. saying peter parker because yeah. peter parker dies yeah. miles morales uh mm-hmm. takes the lead or whatever at some point, from it's which happen. multiverse? But that's a spoiler, Honestly, so I don't want you to know that. You know, I mean, yeah. Honestly, I wouldn't be opposed because I kind of like Miles a bit more than this Peter. I yeah, agree. I'm trying to think. There was something I I hated their facial like animation too. Actually, for the part like Parker and Mary Jane and they Norman. It was so weird what they changed. Or, not Norman, like Harry. Like, I don't know. It all looks so odd, and it's, like, even weirder because, like, I watched a lot of, like, the people playing the remastered Spider-Man 1, where they changed a yeah. bunch of the faces. For the PS5, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, like... I think that's also why... Sorry, because just for me, I played the PS4 Spider-Man 1, so it's, like, that's the face and mm-hmm. for them, and it just feels weird. Yeah, a lot of it just feels really, really odd now, and... I don't know. I really liked the Peter Parker model from the Spider-Man one. Just no, oh, no other totally. reason that he was just like a little homelier. He was just kind of uglier, honestly. I, <laughs> if I remember, I think the original one wasn't it. Like it looked more like the actual actor, but they like, did, wanted yeah. to make it more Tom Hollandish. So yeah, they kind of that's, changed them, which is like that's exactly it. It was originally more just, modeled after Yuri Lowenthal, the voice of Sasuke mm. Uchiha. Like, ooh, Sasuke. Yeah, Sasuke is Peter in those games. Griffin? And, yeah, Peter Griffin. <laughs> Mary Jane, look at me, I got melons. <laughs> With great power. <laughs> <Yeah>. Jesus. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, that's Spider-Man 2. Like I said, I'll, I'll jump back in when I beat that and let y'all know how. If I do, <laughs> I guess, I don't know. I, 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 sure I will, I think. Eventually. Yeah, five years from now. But um, what about you, Gibble? I, I do have. Oh, I was gonna say. Well, I had one more thing, but I mm-hmm. will wait until Gibbledang because it's incorporated with Gibbledang stuff. True. Yeah, we went to New Orleans. It was a lot of fun. Um, spent a lot of time drinking, wandering around, having fun. Uh, listening to lots of jazz. Listening to <laughs> jazz, like jazz, live music. Uh, yeah, we went to Bourbon yeah. Street. Went to uh, Frenchman. You know bunch of other different touristy spots went around saw the city had the food did you guys pee in the street bought pee in the street i did well yeah actually yeah yeah all the day gotta yeah but yeah no he um we both took a turn peeing in the street you know having fun uh no i checked out some cool spots i mean also met a lot of cool people also went to like a burlesque show which was like uh key fucking great it was like a horror themed because it was around Halloween. I think I saw your picture from that. It looked pretty cool. 
It's beautiful. I want to honestly, I kind of want to go like yearly to New Orleans and just hit up that Same. and the Music Box Village and and the rest like Dungeon, Bourbon Street, all the fucking food. Just make it a yearly knowledge trip. Essentially. Yeah. <laughs> Be lots of fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, maybe I um, can join you guys next time. Yeah, yeah. Also, as I did want to, I did meet a lot of cool people, and I was, I think, in plugs. I kind of actually want to plug some of the cool people later. So nice. I'll circle back. Yeah. So like, there's a lot of people we met. Were like, I have a band, or like, <laughs> I met a Dom that was there for DomCon. Unfortunately, DomCon, Dominatrix Con convention ended, but I met the like a few people, a Dom and a sub actually. Nice. It was fun. Card carrying. Yeah. <laughs> like licensed. Licensed. I, no, yeah, no. Licensed. <laughs> and they didn't here. show me a card. Whoosh, yes. Whoosh. They whipped it out with their whip. Whoosh. Yeah. <laughs> nice. Oh, it's sticky. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, wrong one. Yeah, wrong card. Wrong card. My bad. Yeah. The this one is a spiky one. Oh, I this meant. one's yeah. wet. No, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no. High high recommendations for Nola. Uh, you know, if anyone listening ever wants to, you know, needs Rex, feel free to reach out. I don't know if you any anything you want to add to that, Gib. Yeah. So for the, you know, that was uh, that was the beginning of that week. You know, we went on vacation. Uh, I got back, or we both got back, and um, yeah, kind of hit the ground running. Went back to work. Um, didn't really have too much of a like much time to rest. But yesterday, I did manage to go to um, uh, a concert for two two bands that I'm, I'm really into right now. Uh, Turnover and Beach Fossils. Um, one's from, I think, Virginia. The other one is from uh, from New York. West Virginia. <laughs> yeah. Totally different. Um, really nice stuff, you know. Uh, you know, moody kind of alternative indie rock for for beach fossils uh but for turnover it's very much like a pop you know they started off as like a pop punk band and kind of kept they kept that as like they're like it's hard to describe because they kept changing genre with every album and slowly mm. like they they took some elements from like the pop punk genre and you know little different things from indie synth stuff and now their last album yeah their last album is very much like a uh very synthy upbeat dancey kind of like takes little elements from like disco this is very fun very fun stuff um so i saw them live last night it was a lot of fun uh very tiring i was reminded of my my age i feel like my age is starting to kick in yeah uh, you're so old <laughs> i'm getting yeah. there so ancient yeah yeah 65 yeah. years old for the listeners the, feel those, like it those ancient years of your life that start with two they're kicking in also i love actually that you're like the youngest one here literally think, <laughs> you're like oh i'm so old i'm the old one i'm the fucking dinosaur now and yeah, i'm yeah, the middle brag one. about it I'm the most middleist here. Ew. The most middest. Oh, got him. Middleist. Nice. Got yes. me. Burn, roasted, toasted. So uh, that was cool. You know, apart from that, you know, speaking of music, uh, another favorite band of mine just released an album. Um, 
think about last week, and that was kind of like my the soundtrack to my trip to New Orleans. And it's a it was a band called Wild Nothing. Um, they just put out an album called Hold, and yeah, this band one of my favorites for sure. Um, you know, I, when I was talking about the drums last time, I was talking about how they kind of there's this progression through the last three albums that sounds like it's like about growth and 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 you know going through this troubled phase in your life and kind of coming out of that and and you know growing and being kind to yourself um for this artist for wild nothing his last album is very much like a it was about uh getting married and and finding the love of your life and kind of settling down into like a home and creating a home for yourself and the the music was very much like uh it reminded me a lot a lot of like David Bowie and 80s stuff like 80s kind of like quick uh synth pop you know what i mean mm-hmm. and that kind of carries over into the second album or the album that just came out last week uh the one called hold that one very much seems to be a response to him becoming a father and just the way that like uh he looks at the world now and the way he sees everything through the lens of like being a father and and growing up and and just uh i mean there's like even a lyric yeah it's uh it's really good really good stuff um i definitely recommend it i think they really work uh well back to back they're really nice uh nice albums Mm -hmm. uh Apart from that, yeah, playlist. Been, yeah, yeah. I've been. Uh, that's kind of all I've really had the chance to uh, to do. Um, ever since I've gotten back, you know, apart from get fucked up in New Orleans, but here we are. We're hitting yeah. the ground running. We're trying to uh, get back into the podcast swing of things, and but yeah, I think that's about. Well, that's it for the weeks now. Our our week. Yeah, yeah. So. um Gibble thing, I think you have the the theme or topic of the day. <laughs> yeah, definitely wanted to keep it a little more lax. Um, you know, especially, you know, as we just said, getting back into the swing of things. Uh, kind of a little more of a chiller episode. Um, I wanted to take the time to talk about uh, stories we really love. Stories that, I guess, mean a lot to us. Um we could either talk about one, talk about a bunch, you know, whatever. But, uh, yeah, things that you think really impacted you. Um, and, you know, maybe how you would want to see these things either adapted in media. You know, that's uh, that's something you don't really have to do. But, uh. you know, yeah, like, oh, how would you do this in a movie? Or how would you do this, you know, a show or even a fucking album? Um for example, like, uh, if I could go first, it would be, um, a couple stories that mean a lot to me, like Hellboy. I think the, the mm. journey of Hellboy is, it is awesome. Him kind of coming to terms with the fact that although he may be a demon and he may have this past of like being summoned to, to, to bring destruction and chaos that he is more than that, that that is, you know, he chose his own fate, and his fate was to 
to essentially be a man and to be pure and you know him renouncing the the agencies that hire him that like try to force him to destroy his own kind him going on this whole journey of self-discovery and you know going to africa and getting trapped by mermaids for like seven years i think um it just a lot a lot he's he's been through the ringer uh he's very much an everyman he's uh yeah he's one of my favorite characters his story means a lot to me um i definitely i i got into hellboy when i was growing up and and kind of realizing um i was very proud of my heritage i was very proud of where i am from and my nationality and my background and it, it's it was like one of those things where it seems like I like I was identifying with Hellboy, in that sense. You know what I mean? And it's not like it's not like Hellboy is always like, oh, demon and proud. It's not like that's not like the kind of, uh, you know, like I don't know. It's it was always about Hellboy putting his best foot forward, um, just trying to be yeah. the best person he could be. And uh, eventually, he ends up in hell. And he does some crazy shit in there that's really fucking cool that I don't really want to spoil because it's very much, um, it's a very beautiful moment in, in the comic book. Yeah, very beautiful, very beautiful story. Uh, Mike Mignola has always described it as like an Arthurian legend or he, like his attempt at, at an Arthurian legend, you know, like there's a beginning a middle and an end and there's like you know he's got his high points and his resolves and and yeah i think that uh it's beautiful um very much an awesome story uh there's that there's that you know there's a sandman which sandman another one of my favorites just a uh a moody god that gets summoned by humans and and enslaved by humans for almost a hundred years or 75 years depends on the the media that you're you know watching um that one's been getting a lot of adaptations recently oh yeah oh Oh, yeah yeah. i think like two my favorite one i was gonna say just the best one in my opinion is for adaptations is the audiobook same you can you can read it alongside the graphic novel perfect to me yeah it's beautiful the wait Great voice is the in there too. yeah is the audiobook is that the same one as like the special like audible one like like uh yeah like where Audible's it's like where it's like, like a radio show like james yeah the only, mm-hmm. yeah the only downside is death is played by two broke girls what's her name cat dennings, uh, and Kat dennings. It's, yeah it's the that's the one that was a rough that's a rough casting yeah yeah because i remember reading along with the book um I mean, Gibbledang knows I'm also the biggest fan of Sandman. I own, like, it three times. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like, three different versions. But, yeah, I would read it along with. And it's just great. And then Kat Dennings is, like, one of the best characters. And you're just like, ah, drop the ball. Yeah, it did not. She really, just, I, her vibe did not match that character. It's, yeah. It's not what I imagined. I, I see that. I mean, I feel like her vibe. Okay, so funny enough, I feel like her vibe is the kind of death character. But the it, voice yeah. just sounds it's like the shit. voice. <laughs> it's the voice like, and intonation, kind of, because yeah. it's the the cheery, like upbeat. Because actually, funny enough, on the plane, I read Death miniseries by Sunil Gaiman, and mm. it's funny because reading Death it, versus Sandman, 
death is like oh hella cheery and shit and like hi- like everyone around her is depressed but she's like cheery mm-hmm. where sandman also like is depressed essentially yeah but yes yeah, the voice is- yeah i think kate mikuchi or Mi- michuchi <laughs> yes uh-huh. get it out of your system dala the gooch <laughs> she she's like in adventure time and she's like uh do you know kate mikuchi God. She's I the one from um, she's the one from Garfunkel and Oates, Gucci or Gucci. Yeah. <laughs> it's like not even so close. Stupid. No, that, no <laughs> her name. The last name's Smith. No, that's her it's name. Kate Smith. It's Kate McCoochie. Yeah, no, it's I'm Kate McCoochie, and then when her character yeah. on Scrubs, they make a joke about it, and then they make her name Stephanie mm. Gooch. Uh, <laughs> oh, that's, I didn't know that. That's, that's funny. Yeah, that's why I call it, and they start slang referring to her as the Gooch. <laughs> I feel like she would be a great death. She's got that like uh, oh, yeah. happy kind of like upbeat, yeah, cute. I think it. Cat it, Dennings just was like the opposite choice of almost anyone else, really. <laughs> like it just, yeah, yeah. Um, but go on, sorry. Yeah. You, like... Well, I think honestly, it's like Cat Dennings okay. isn't the most dynamic of an actress, and when you're doing That's... and when you're doing voice acting, like dynamic performances are a must because you don't have the visual element so everything has to be like your intensity has to be way up that's why i think like james mcavoy did such a great job because he has a very he's very good at doing like harsh but quiet intensity and he like Mm -hmm. and getting that to come through in these like roiling anger and um you know the wrath that he (laughs) would go through um i uh, also let me just say andy circus as matthew the raven Oh, way yeah, no. way i love Patton oswalt but way better than Patton oswalt andy circus yeah, pa- pa- yeah jesus christ yeah andy circus did that um but you know funny enough going back to the sandman series uh it's it, you know it's another very interesting story about like uh this person that's all very moody and very much like oh i'm fucking this is oh everyone has slighted me and fuck them and i can't i can never talk to them again and this and that and all of you know having this big reality check of like no humans could kick your shit in um you could get captured you know life is very futile like you know fucking man up be a better person try to do better do better with yourself you know mm-hmm. um his sister like oh god there's a story where uh I think Sandman, one of Sandman's first lovers, I think, um, mm. she chooses her people over him, I think it was, mm-hmm. and Sandman took it personally, fucking, I, I don't know if he destroyed her village or, like, just cast her to, uh, like, 10,000 years in hell. But he cast her to 10,000 years in hell. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. I think he did death. smite the city, too. Yeah. He exploded. Because yeah. I think made a deal with the with hell to like get a section yeah. just for him so that he could keep her in there. Yeah. And um so she's in there and at one point he ends up passing her by and uh no well no no let me go backwards. Basically at one point his sister death is like like, oh, what the fuck did you just do? Like, you, you cast her out for 10,000 years? Like, no, you're a prick. You're a son of a bitch. You're the <laughs> one that's wrong in this situation. And then he's like, oh, fuck. Like, yeah, maybe I am wrong. And, it, you know, it's just, it's very much like, uh, I, I like the, the, the character progression that um, 
this god like humanizes them a lot too yeah how human he ends up becoming by the um by the end of the series and uh yeah yeah very very touching very touching stuff yeah you know and oh, yeah. i think i mean talking about like uh i guess ways to maybe adapt them you know i think the sandman it, it's definitely harder for sandman I I know they're taking some stylistic choices with the Netflix stuff, but I think that's definitely the way to go. You know, long form season stuff. Um, Especially because of the that's... episodic nature of it. That, exactly, exactly. It's so so. It's yeah. so much an anthology. Um, but so I think they're doing it right. You know, that's something that I I really recommend. You know, I'm really. Uh, gym leader Nate and I really very much into theater and like performances and you know I in my opinion I think that that you know the Sandman show has some pretty stuff uh pretty tough like moving moving scenes um really good performances mm-hmm. in that one I'm gonna um, say I mean uh on the note of or on the on the in terms of the same in the same vein with the audiobook there there could be more people like stories and franchises that are utilizing that uh audio presentation they did because oh, that was yeah. yeah i would love to see that from more mediums like more people coming into mm-hmm. that that space to make like an audio presentation because that was so fun to listen to yeah. it's not like at a it's not an adaptation or anything but they're doing that with like a lot of batman and riddler stories oh, yeah mm-hmm. like podcasts kind of yeah making like new content i i heard a couple they're okay the ones i've heard it was like the Batman. It was like fun kiddish kind of geared. Oh, which I was like, it, this. It's. It, I think I would play it if I was in a long road trip and I had kids because it was like kid friendly, and it's like riddle. It, it's like those old radio serials from like the thirties, basically, just modern. Okay, that makes sense. That's kind of cool. It, it's yeah. It's it's just it's not. I'm not the audience at the moment. It's like model. I'm it's, in a car. It's probably like modeled basically after Dick Tracy, the Dick Tracy radio show. Literally, yeah. <laughs> Um, but just to jump onto the salmon before we get off that topic too, I was to say with the audiobooks, I loved, I would get like a candlelight. I have the absolutes of those books, which are like just fucking like bigger than like this fucking huge, mm-hmm. like tomes. And I would just like read, like read along. And I think to me, cause I, I honestly, I haven't seen this show yet because I'm just kind of such a, like the book is the perfect You're scared. format of it. Yeah. I'm scared. I'm scared. It's too, I don't like moving <laughs> pictures. <laughs> No, but just too many, too fast. I just love the art. Oh, there's too many characters, too many things. The frame. There's no, uh, there's no like <laughs> video game of like Temple Run underneath, like going on. It's like, <laughs> I can't focus. There should never be a Sandman video game. <laughs> I'll say that. Well, I get it, you, it would be like a dating sim, yeah, or something. Tell, telltale, like, like yeah, book. you could telltale yeah. it, but even then, I, guess tell-tale, I wouldn't want it. Yeah. I, I mean, if you do all. a show, yeah, no, it's like if they did a show, I'm like, yeah, sure, just don't do like an FPS fucking dream with like we gotta go Gears of War style fucking I, running. <laughs> I don't even want the Hellboy game they gave me. Well, I bought. <laughs> That's so funny. I was I was just thinking about that. I googled the Hellboy game at, when you, as you were talking about Hellboy, so I was thinking that the whole time. I was like, have they ever tried to do this as a good video game? And then I started watching it. That's a good video game. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, no. I was like, oh, I see. Interesting. His best game is uh, Mortal Kombat, what, 10? When he's a guest appearance or DLC? Oh, uh, Hellboy was in Injustice? Injustice. Oh, no, it was Injustice. Sorry. Yeah. Injustice 2. Yeah. Hey, but he DLC. can fight the Ninja Turtles. 
Yeah. And that's all I've ever wanted, really. <laughs> what, what more can you ask for? I think but... they, don't they? Oh, no, sorry. I was thinking Savage Dragon. They crossed over with Savage Dragon. Yeah. But I think, you know, like, that's 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 how I feel about the Sandman adaptations. You know, when it comes to Hellboy, um, you know, funny enough, I think that... I think that it also has to be like a long form series. It's got to be because the pacing of it is just so slow and so like atmospheric that, I mean, I love the Guillermo del Toro stuff, um, but they really didn't capture like the Hellboy, like the mood. It was like they, they might have told thing. the stories. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, they recreated the first book like perfectly, but they didn't capture that mood that like that dark kind of foreboding atmosphere almost like a universal it should feel like uh oh my god they should almost feel like dracula like the uh the hellboy stories Mm -hmm. you know um but yeah you know they should do a netflix show or like a a a series at least doesn't have to be netflix uh the movies yeah it's it's hard to do one movie you'd have to do story by story but they all kind of yeah. interlock with the with the they all tell they're all just chapters so it's hard to to pull do you think one. they could do could they just do like a all right kind of like how like homecoming spider-man was like we're just gonna start in the middle like do you think they can just kind of be like everyone kind of gets the gist from the other two this isn't like a sequel to the like guillermo or the other one but here's like towards the end or like a middle or some storyline they want to tell well, it looks like what they're doing now, because there's actually a Hellboy movie filmed. It's already filmed. It's already another one? fucking another mm-hmm. one. Um, you even know about that. Right. It's Shit. called, cool. I think it's Hellboy and the Crooked Man. So just that one's like a one-off kind of. Yeah. So I'm thinking they they should do just most of his one-off stories, because I feel like that's when they have the most fun with his character. Um, like there's uh, one of his most famous stories is... Hellboy in Mexico, uh, where he becomes like a luchador, uh, fights vampires. You know, he even fights Frankenstein and the werewolf and stuff like that. Um, And there's a there's a new one off (laughs) where at one point he ended up going to like a Japanese island. He gets kidnapped and his like consciousness is put into a giant robot and it's giant robot Hellboy. Um, That's like a new that's a new series. It just came out this year, I believe, and that was <laughs> oh cool. That, w- that was based off of a. The series is based off of an idea slash sketch that Mike Mignola did in 2020 for uh, like during COVID of a giant mech Hellboy, and he's like, "Fuck hmm. it, let's roll with this." Damn. I feel like giant mech versions are like really like in right now because I've seen like some Spider-Man mechs and other man ha- have yeah. they ever been out i feel like giant, well they're more i in. feel like giant mechs have, oh yeah they came around the idea came around it just have has never left like it's just i guess they're we, they're increasing because like i don't know many people that know evangelion outside of like the small group of friends you know like i can't go to my yeah. mom and be like who is this you know but even it's like okay it's like you go back 10 12 years <laughs> then you <laughs> got go to your mom it's like you got you go back 10 12 yeah. years you got avatar <laughs> avatar they had mechs true um true. you go back you know you go back a little further Pacific you Rim. got power rangers power rangers they had fucking mechs, mechs. 
Transformers. Like, true, true. Transformers. Giant they robots are mechs. <laughs> like, I guess there's yeah. just more like adaptations of like here's Spider-Man and Wolverine as a mech, and here's like mm-hmm. a bunch of more other. I feel like this just expand like Hellboy, I guess too. It's, That's cool though. I'm loving like it. A, it's almost like on the trope wheel of like things that like uh, that people are trying to cycle to. They're like, okay, we, yeah. people have seen Spider-Man, but now we need Spider-Man uh, chibi version. Or now we need Spider-Man mm. mech version. Or now we yeah. need Spider-Man, yeah. Black. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's usually on the Hollywood checklist, yeah. That's, hey, guys, yeah. I'm back. It's me, Jose. <laughs> I you guys needed another <laughs> yeah. Spider-Man. Oh, well, they, they nailed that one in two. They, they got both those at the same yeah, time. Yeah, perfect. I'm yeah. Sure. <laughs> But no, honestly, also, I just feel like there's been a resurgence in, like, mech video games, too, a little bit. Because I know there's, what's it called? <laughs> Armored Core 6. One. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I feel like there's, I don't know, or at least there's more in the zeitgeist in my it, wheelhouse weirdly, now. I don't know what it was with Armored Core 6, but it, it had a huge hype for its release for some reason, and then died and immediately. Then just, like, and yeah. then nobody <laughs> talks about it anymore. Like, it doesn't exist anywhere on, like, the online gaming space in terms of publicity. Like, no one really played it or promoted it. it or anything like mm-hmm. it was it was That's so funny. weird i don't know what happened but it was like everyone was seemed super pumped for this game and i was like good to see how spider-man it was. came out <laughs> no i think <laughs> it had another, it, it had plenty of time it, before spider-man yeah, came i was gonna say i think that was it petered off before yeah. that pardon the pun peter nice. <laughs> so i guess uh speaking of <laughs> um well i guess yeah that's all i had to say about uh family guy uh, about Family Guy, Hellboy, Family mm-hmm. Boy, and Sandboy. Yeah. What about you guys? What uh, what stories kind of uh, have that same like resonance with you? Yeah. Do you want to go gym leader, Nate? Oh uh, yeah, sure. I well, I know you were talking about Sandman, and uh, I think a big thing that Sandman brings up that I really like when stories dabble in is older mythology. I'm a big, mm, I'm a big yes. mythology, oh, yeah. big mythology head. I love when people make adaptations of mythological like uh, stories and in character <laughs> arcs yeah. and things like that. Big, big myth head. I think, ah, yeah, I think, uh, and it's like I don't want. It's What's like, your favorite myth? My favorite. Oh man, there's a there's yeah. a lot of good ones. Um, I do like the top ten go. I do like Arachne. Just the tr- the the story of Arachne is always really good. Um, and then I also particularly like Narcissus. Ooh, um, that's a cool. That one's a good one. Narcissus Classic. is cool in how he like he is. It's the explanation for like the the flower that became tulips, I believe. Um. Because they always like hang over the water, and um, oh, okay. and it's based off of him looking into the pool and being caught in his own reflection. Um, yeah, that's cool. I didn't realize that part. That that yeah, that was a big thing that I was really disappointed with with the new star. A lot of the new Star Wars content, um, which I feel like they finally got back into, and in, in, when they did Ahsoka, which made me feel and to and to a degree also Mandalorian because like, mm-hmm. um. Like when I was looking at like f- different fantasy settings that, especially ones that have lots of different stories in a huge universe, you can tell stories in like sandbox settings. They they're always the easiest to adapt older story like arcs to, and mm-hmm. <clears throat> when they did 
the sequel trilogy for Star Wars, I was really disappointed because they were setting up a really, really nice, um, you know, a, a nice end. Well, they, they actually did complete it, thanks to Ryan Johnson. They did complete the full Hero's Tale arc for Luke because a lot of people are just very unfamiliar with the fact that the, the hero's story doesn't end with um, their triumph. Um, it keeps going into a falling action that is the, the, the failed hero and um, hero's journeys when they're fully completed are never, never end well. And um, mm. there's, they, they were working with so much good mythology there, especially when they got to last Jedi with those story arcs and Arthurian story arcs and painting, um, you know, painting uh, Kylo Ren out to be a Mordred esque character, um, with two two Luke Skywalkers, Arthur, um, and it was it was really good. And then Episode Nine came out and kind of shat all over it and decided <laughs> that all all creative storytelling was not needed and instead they just needed yeah. more, more lightning. So, <laughs> so you would choose to adapt. <laughs> episode eight. <laughs> oh, you want to do the remake? You want to Basically, do the fan yeah, remake? Yeah, I would. Yeah. The, I, Why not? I mean, in all in all seriousness, if there was one thing I could ever personally greenlight to happen, it would be a tie between a, an official remake of Episode Nine that actually takes what Ryan Johnson did in Last Jedi and keeps going with it, um, mm-hmm. and then and doesn't bring Palpatine back for no reason, um. But then also, I would the thing that's tied for that would be Magic the Gathering finally getting some type of visual media, Ooh, like a, which I cool, now actually. completely <sighs> understand, and I'm come so completely there with you, dude. <laughs> Holy shit! That's that's another. That was basically my second my second thing I wanted to talk about was just the fact that um, Magic the Gathering is it's just poised and ready to have some type of adaptation to a TV show or a movie. Mm-hmm. And I think with, you know, Dungeons and Dragons honor among thieves, that was a, a successful movie that was considered to be niche until it launched and it did really well. And I think it would just be such a good move because there are so many good stories in magic to tell. It is like one of those sandbox universes that is just full to the brim with stories. Yeah. You know what I'm now realizing that they should have done? What? They should have waited for Dungeons and Dragons to come out until after, after Baldur's Gate 3. Because that movie probably would have done so much better, mm-hmm. I feel. Because I, I do think the movie did good. Did good. But I'm, I think it's, it like teeters at the point of it might not get a sequel or like it didn't do good enough to make a sequel. Yeah, which sucks. Yeah. Um, but I could have. I'll see about it. Like fuck, if it, it could have hyped up, they could have worked in tandem. Yeah, they could. You know? They missed. They definitely missed the boat on a couple of those things, especially with like not timing more things to be coinciding with Baldur's Gate 3's actual full scale release. Instead, like. Like Magic the Gathering made a set of cards that are all Baldur's Gate cards, and they mm-hmm. released it with the open beta release of Baldur's Gate. 
which of course is a much smaller audience of niche people who know about it early and get in on it early. Whereas it didn't yeah. actually gain its full steam popularity till its full release when it was being showcased everywhere um, in its final form. And that was when they should have released the cards because these are like, <laughs> it's so funny. Cause there's like, like a tie in. Yeah. Cause like even, even without it, the Carlac cards and like the character cards, um, they oh, they went from being God. worth like twenty five cents a piece to now being worth like fifteen dollars a piece, all because of oh, the popularity damn. of Baldur's Gate three. So yeah, but I I I'm looking at it hopefully, and I'm just like you know, it's like it's like there's just like a ladder, and it's just kind of like ticking up to where they're finally ready to do a Magic the Gathering movie or show. They already it's like first of all, Netflix had Magic the Gathering. Um, licensed for a show in 2020 i believe and um and they ended up not making it and Mm. it was for yeah nine or uh 2019 was when wizards of the coast and netflix netflix announced that they were going to make an animated series based off of magic the gathering Oh, I think um, that might have been a response to um to the League of Legends. Yes, to Arcane. Yeah. Oh, well, I remember this. Sh- well, no. Here's the thing, yeah. though. It's not. It wasn't a response to Arcane. This was announced in in 2019. Arcane came out in 2021. Um, they were announced. They were announced simultaneously on in the same year, like a couple months apart. Um. Hmm. A lot of people theorize, and I kind of agree, that most yeah. likely what happened was they kind of only could green... They ended up cutting back and one only greenlighting one of them, and they went yeah. with the one with the larger, younger fan base, which was League of Legends. Yeah. And that's... Makes sense. Which is also the biggest hurdle that Magic the Gathering has to get over, which is the fact that most yeah. of their fans are grown adults, and a lot of things in that vein of fantasy-setting things... They don't get made unless they can really market it towards kids. Kids. Yep. And it, I have a couple of questions. Yeah, Sorry. go for it. One, have you read any of the comic books? Magic comic books. Yes. Okay. Are they wor- worth it or um, they, just out of curiosity? Um, I, yes. Thank you. Thank you, Dream. Um, <laughs> I know, that's what I was like. Uh, okay, I just want to make sure you guys can hear. I wasn't sure if it was a bong rip or a cat rip. Yeah, a cat rip. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I. The comics are are decent. Honestly, they're pretty well done. I there's okay. a couple comics comics that live in my memory as like the way I I found out those stories because basically magic the gathering tells most of its stories via just uh, short stories that they publish on their website so they'll like a, oh, a set yes. of cards will come out and then like a five part mini short story series will come out telling the story hmm. of that set and what's happening and yeah before that though a long time ago they used to write books they used to do entire books that would follow legendary like legendary people in these different planes and um the the comics were at the beginning of when they were getting into telling a story focused around planeswalkers and um they tried to they tried to get that comic book thing going for a while and it it eventually just kind of petered off because i think again it's it's just like the people who are still going there are newer ones they start they're doing new ones really 
I've, I feel like I've seen like at comic shops, like trades every, unless it's collecting the old stuff, I guess. But um, I feel like I've seen, I'm just wondering though, too, cause I'm wondering if I, those comics can almost serve as like a storyboard for a movie or show in a sense. Hmm. Like, cause like, you know, movies, I mean, uh, yeah, a lot of movies are adaptations oh. of comics nowadays. I'm wondering if it's like, that's the way to get in. It's like, Hey, yeah, it looks comics like are, it, it looks like they are a, a company called, well, boom I know what I'm studios. Yeah. Oh, boom. Oh, yeah. Boom. Yeah. Nice. Is Classic boom. Currently. Well, I know what I'm making for your birthday at... or Christmas. Oh shit. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I might also that... pirate the rest of these. I mean, legally obtain them. Um... Yeah. By me. For your birthday or exactly, something. Yeah. Ooh, yeah. just looking at this, it looks like they are doing. Is this the War of the Spark arc? Because I think I th- it's funny. I think when I was in New York, I saw and I was getting all y'all gifts for the D and D crew. I think I saw one. and I was like, uh, I don't know if he. I don't know if Jim Lee or Nate likes this. Might be comics a, or like that or that like comic. At great. Least. Honestly, I'm. Oh man, these might be great. These look really cool. I've. I should have bit more cognizant of this because this is pretty no you're good well now you know yeah uh the other question that i had um was just like if you were to commission or get produce or even direct a movie or show what kind of tone would you like who's the already the target audience since see you know that's exactly it so with magic the gathering it's like you would have to like i think genuinely you would have to if i i mean if i wasn't worrying about it being made even then, yeah. it would still have a very similar tone for me to like something like Dungeons and Dragons or like okay. Guardians of the Galaxy. I think it's just it's comedic still. Yeah, it's gonna have to have light moments. I think it's just not. It's not in the nature of Magic at, at the Gathering at all to like um, to keep everything really dark and serious. Like it is. Gotcha. It is very much. Uh, you know, everything worked out in the end uh, happily ever after. Say, as... Series like. Mm-hmm. as an outsider i don't it to me i've always i guess it's also because my a lot of my cards favorite cards i've seen are the darker looking ones mm-hmm. that's why i was like oh it's always seemed like such a like dreary more serious it was originally originally it was incredibly serious and it kind of lightened gotcha. in tone like as the years went on and on and it's honestly i compare it to like being very avengers toned like hmm. okay like it's not and more like the like the, too the, goofy. like the first Avengers movie specifically, yeah, not the newer ones. Yeah, um, that's funny because when we went to New Orleans, we went to a uh, magic shop, and I think someone was describing like one of the sets there as as kind of like yeah, it's kind of like the Avengers the way all the Avengers come out and kind of like you know what I mean. So that's uh, that's kinda, very funny. Kind of yeah. I mean, like, I'm sure some of the decks yeah. They, they even, you can, you can look like, you can see, so, um, March of the Machines, um, Mm -hmm. that whole storyline that just happened in Magic the Gathering, they've 100, like the way they did the, the graphic design for the logo, it literally looks like they themed it (laughs) after like the, like comic books and the Avenger, like a superhero-esque, um, design like design yeah yeah because like it's an extremely supposed to be extremely deadly dark event that's happening right now but it's this bright yellow like uh italic uh, i think it's the like, one that they were talking about yeah yeah and so like they 100 percent like made it and yeah and the 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 image of it is like 
is something that didn't happen in the story. It's like all these people from from all these different planes all fighting with each other side by side, and it's like a whole group of heroes, um, mm. which never even happens in the story. <laughs> so it's so, yeah. So that's like it was the really just Infinity War. Yeah, they really really just used like kind of like visual um, language to make you like kind of think of the event, like think of that same type type of hero team up tone. Um, yeah. But I would say, like, the, the best thing about it is that the, the way the universe is, you literally could change tones very easily depending on what story you're telling. You know, if you're telling the story of Liliana, who was a a, a magical healer who um, basically learned forbidden magic because she wanted to heal her brother back to life when he died. And instead, she brought him back as a zombie and he, and he ate her parents. Um like that would be like a very different story than if you were, you know, telling the story of Chandra and Chandra is a rebel who, you know, basically helped overthrow the government of her home world. Um, because like magic is outlawed and she was a pyromancer by birth. And so she literally, um, like the government hunted her down and tried to take her captive um mm-hmm. so it's literally like you could find whatever story you want to tell you could find somewhere within the magic universe to be able to tell that story yeah yeah hopefully they can do that too because i like you said the D D movie was like great and it came out just surprised i i remember going kind of being like oh man not just worried is like us oh, i hope this doesn't suck and it was fucking great yeah like, i do really hope it gets a sequel oh and, and i was saying like and then hopefully it can like spin off essentially to like magic getting something and and we've also like seen barbie getting stuff too i think we're starting to see like these products a little bit more so it's all hasbro or is that is barbie mattel Mattel. barbie might be mattel mattel i'm just but i mean like there's a lot of like products that are like tetris got a movie or whatever and they're trying to make an uno movie and like all this so it's like if those (laughs) huh that's hasbro yeah yeah, All but it's saying, like if they're if they're doing this, if they magic, if they yeah. So I just gave it a quick Google and just for for films that are based off of Hasbro properties, right? So sure. it's like I didn't realize it, but of course, you know, the the Transformers movies, yeah. Um, <clears throat> mm-hmm. and then also, GI Joe. Yeah, it's like I don't know about yeah. y'all, but I feel like if GI Joe can get movies in the modern era where. Not where there's no children going to see this movie who have played with G.I. Joe's because it's just too late. Yeah. Um, <laughs> then I feel like Magic Why the Gathering has yeah. a chance, you know? It, no, you know, totally. it's so funny. Um, so Hasbro, they do, uh, yeah, they make Transformers, G.I. Joe, um, Dungeons and Dragons, and they just got, they just partnered with uh, the Diamond Select, the company that makes Minimates. And so far, I like I'm barely and oh, and they own uh they own Power Rangers too, so we've oh, gotten nice. Power Ranger mini mates, we've gotten Transformer mini mates, we've gotten Dungeons and Dragon mini mates, we've gotten Magic and one Gathering. of the hopefully we could fucking get Magic the Gathering mini mates, because that's a no brainer. Two packs, four packs, you could fucking put a bunch of planeswalkers, a bunch of creatures in there. Uh, Chef's kiss. Yep. But I don't yeah. I don't know. It's uh I know they're not going to do it cuz it's too much of a good idea. Yeah. I think, you know, cuz they don't make mini mates for everything that they own, but you know. 
It's it's also really yeah. sad dream. because Magic the Gathering had they could have picked up a lot of steam when they completely funded and made an entirely new video game called Magic Legends. And Magic mm-hmm. Legends was a uh, their very rare foray into a non-card related video game. Hmm. So what they were making was an ARPG styled like Diablo. It was a crowd oh. like a uh, a spawn killing like or a uh, uh, like horde killing, um, dungeon crawling game like Diablo, um, nice. that did terribly. It did oh, nice. so bad that within a year after its launch, it literally closed its servers and shut completely down. <laughs> Jesus. So that's rare for games these days to do that. Bad. I don't. It might not be actually as rare. I <sighs> funny enough watched an Austin eruption video earlier today that was like. Yeah, there's like here's like ten games that have all shut down within a year, and they're getting delisted. So have Damn. fun before they're gone. Yeah. So unfortunately, it's not as uncommon. But they really. But no, that does suck. There was so much momentum. This was like yeah. 2016, I think. 2015, 2016. No, no. After that, it was. Hmm. Would it have been like 2018? Yeah, like 2018. Um, and that would have helped so much to give them a new, like a newer audience. And I think that's one thing they really have to also kind of get their heads around is they have to realize like how they're going to package this for a younger audience so that it can get picked up. Comic books, baby. Yeah. Comic books. Actually, I don't know if they're rated R or whatever, but I I mean, I would, I would, (laughs) I would argue that comic books are a hundred percent, not the best way to reach modern younger demographics <laughs> it's right underneath our nose uh you need post malone you just need to put post malone in front of it yeah honestly there you go. He, he already was, he already uh, loves magic the gathering so he loves Matt. i didn't yeah. realize he was on so many like small youtube like like that's cool he <laughs> seems like such a cool fucking guy yeah. like he's uh, a huge nerd He's just playing yeah. Magic the Gathering with all these other nerds. And then they cut to him, and he's all fucked up. He's like, I played this <laughs> land, and, and yeah, I did this. And it's like, oh, my God, dude. I love it. He is on a sick one, which is funny. Yeah. Because sometimes, sometimes gym leader Nate and I, are, we're on sick ones when we play Magic. Imagine, most people are. That's the thing. A lot of people who play. <laughs> most tabletop yeah, games. Adults. Most tabletop playing are adults, <laughs> whether it be any type of table or card game, they're going to most likely be drinking or smoking when they play <laughs> especially yeah. where I'm like, from illinois and indiana where i like where my friends who i learned to play come from like it was a common occurrence to be getting fucked up while we played <laughs> oh yeah nice. it's funny that like nice. the nerd culture even D, i'm thinking like we always drink and it's just like even like the nerds always they party just as hard yeah you gotta have your mead just your your yeah, grog <laughs> your grog at ye old tavern nice sleep grass oh man but yeah that's that's my big thing is that magic the gathering deserves more i think there's just so much potential in magic the gathering um it deserves better offshoot video games it deserves a visual medium it yeah it's pretty good and it deserves better writers because the people who do their written mediums right now, their stories and shit, are god awful. And I can't, like, it has gone to the mm-hmm. point where I can't read them. 
I tried to go Damn, onto their website, onto their short, and read the short stories, and I'm like, whoever writes this copy for you guys is just does not speak like a human. This doesn't is isn't legible. It's so weirdly written, and so I always just wait, and I just wait until the whole set comes out, and then uh, the YouTube account Magic Arcanum does a recap of every set story when it comes out, and so I just watch his YouTube video instead. Which, if you guys are ever interested in learning more lore about Magic the Gathering. That dude's YouTube videos slap. They are so good. They explain things super well. And it just gives you like nice stories and story examples of the of the type of tales you can see and what the magic universe, multiverse, really looks like. Nice, thanks. All good right. shit, good shit. Give it a look see. Yeah. Yeah, what about uh Oh well sorry, Ed. No, I'm done. Yeah, what are else, No, that's it. It's those two. <laughs> Say, I'm out. Peace. It was just talking about putting more, putting more myths and more like older story arcs into newer, more stories. Because also, it just I don't know those types of stories and those that structure always feels so much better, especially when you're looking at movies. And I feel like a lot of modern movies have just kind of lost their structure and just kind of like <laughs> have stuff happen, and then now it's been two hours, so we're gonna end the movie, and. <laughs> Yeah, it's funny. That reminds yeah. me of a post I saw the other day where it was like, um, early. We need to bring back early two thousands adaptations of like Shakespeare, uh, Shakespeare comedies. <laughs> and it was like, yeah, ten things I hate about you, and she's the man. It's like, oh shit, that's that's uh, that's all funny. <laughs> that's so true. We should, and and also more hard adaptations like, um. The Leonardo DiCaprio Romeo and Juliet. Boz Lerman's yeah, yeah, Romeo and Juliet. That's what I, we need more. That's the that. one I was thinking you were talking of, honestly. <laughs> yeah, I want more. Just I mean, they're gangster, chunty, like gangster ass <laughs> punks, and it's a Midnight Summer's Dream. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or some shit. Like, yeah. Yeah, I'm trying like so there's like several I mean, I have like a huge list. It's funny when I was thinking about like <laughs> uh most no no like i'm not gonna do them all but it's just no. when i was thinking of the most like important like adaptation or like not a most important like stories to me i came down to like like the bare roots and i was kind of like these are things i either don't want to see an adaptation of or i don't that they don't need one so then i kind of had to like work my way back that's where like the list comes from um but I have a couple that I did want to just kind of bring up that I've always kind of wanted to see. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first one is a pretty popular one, I'm sure. Or more more popular is uh, Batman Arkham Asylum, Serious House on Serious Earth. Oh. I've always kind of wanted to see. That's the um, Grant Morrison comic with Dave McKean where the art's like a collage work. Um, like it's literally collage. It's like he'll Dave McKean paints, drawing. Yeah, it's very like nightmarish kind of. Uh, funny enough, he actually did all the covers for Sandman. So, you know, if you've read the Sandman, think of any of the covers. And the whole oh. book is just kind of looks like that. He uses, like, cloths. He'll use, like, clay little puppets, paints. like. So it's kind of just, I would love to see, like, a commissioned or, like, an adaptation. Just, like, almost like a straight-up adaptation of it. But just where it's, like, claymation mixed with, like, paint. Yeah, you know, maybe some motion. Because I think, like, looking at, like, the... um. Wow. spider-man across the spider-verse you have a lot of like mixed media there and it's most it's all cg but you know it's just like i think we're in an era where you can especially now more easily combine different mediums to kind of like make this cool like adaptation that uh that kind of reminds sorry that kind of reminds me of like yeah, no, uh, 
there's like this at claymation from like I think yeah probably a hundred years ago um of the devil or it's like Lucifer or something mm, and gotcha. his it's like his face is like changing but it's very it's very mm. surreal and it's very like creepy but it's uh yeah. it's it's very early stop motion and um it's just something that like yeah it'd be it'd be awesome to see like serious house or uh you said serious no arkham asylum it, um, yeah it's subtitles of serious house serious earth i just because mm-hmm. there's a game i didn't want people confusing yeah the two but uh, yeah no, I, I think i when you were when you were talking about old animation i was thinking you were going to talk about the pied piper one which is very much like what i was thinking of as well uh, which is also probably like an inspiration for dave mckean's art style because he's again his style is just very much like like he if you love i like he's one of my favorite artists you look at his art he you can see his inks they're very much like puppet looking people like marionettes almost mm-hmm. he'll use like puppets he'll use like cloth ink now more days he'll use like photoshop to a lot more like digital additional to like photography mm-hmm. um but yeah no, i think it'd be cool to see like one of those old style like animations just kind of but like collage in a sense or mixed media i should say it makes me think what is this what is it reminding me of it's like um i'll try and think of it but it's just like reminded me of this yeah. other um media i saw but it'll come to me it'll come to me <laughs> this other media uh, i can't remember if it i can't remember if it was a tv show or a movie but it's just like yeah um, i feel like a lot of the it's older or newer i don't know it's just visually okay. this is just like so it just looks so familiar because i'm just looking at some it, it, examples of the of the comic oh the art yeah as a there's a lot of i feel like oh especially british cartoons and shows back in the day or music videos that were like actually you this, know what this yeah. makes me think of scary stories to tell oh, in the yeah. dark to tell in the dark uh, yeah. yeah that's what that makes yeah. me think of um because yeah nice. i mean for those i guess i don't know the story essentially is joker and a bunch of the inmates get loose in arkham it's kind of like what inspired the game yeah uh but a lot less action um and batman goes and it's interesting because batman's a little bit more scared or apprehensive in the story versus like gung-ho because he's like, like he's it's like, like very in their element instead of them being in his element yeah exactly he's like kind of it feels very nightmarish so you're like this batman feels wrong everything feels wrong this art style feels like wrong like yeah, I love it. Actually, it's funny, a little um, behind the scenes, I guess, is I guess Grant Morrison originally wanted Joker to be wearing Madonna's, like, cone boob oh, outfit. Yeah. What? I think Dave McKean was like, no. Or the the editors were like, let's just kind of bring it back to a regular Joker. Because murder, uh, murder and terrorism, that doesn't make someone look crazy. <laughs> but dressing like a woman <laughs> like, when they're a up. man? Now that's, that's pretty kooky. <laughs> oh, cool. that's yeah. evil that's yeah, that's, that's why he's the next level of darkness <laughs> that's why joker's in arkham asylum i mean that's also <laughs> like an actual thing that they do for narrative structure in japan is there like, like dress them yeah they're like they'll literally be like we need our eve our villain to seem extra like he didn't like an extra dangerous and disgusting and twisted so they're like got it we'll make him dress like a woman cross dress interesting yeah it's like a, it's a I, huge thing well it's funny because i watched this reality tv show in japan it's, it's probably one of my favorite reality tv shows dating mm-hmm. shows called real love 
where the premise is that so it's like they're all on an island like whatever five like 10 girls 10 guys whatever it is mm-hmm. and everyone has a secret and then like every couple hours there's going to be like a, a a bell goes off and then someone's secret's going to be revealed and the funny part being american the secrets are always just kind of like like one of them is the guy's like i'm in debt and the other <laughs> one's like i have no like goal in mind for my future for a job it's, and it's like, like something that all all americans have at all times <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and like everyone there is just like oh god you're the fucking ugliest guy like <laughs> and one of them was a cross-dresser that's why i brought but like they all were kind of cool they all seem kind of cool with it like oh like haha that's funny like yeah, it's 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 one of my favorites. Highly recommend for for um for reality dating show. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, they do that. They do that a lot with like demons in Japanese media. Demons mm. demons a lot of time mm-hmm. will be will look like women and then be voiced by men. By men. Gotcha. Um, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, I think it like it's just it is like they just relate a lot of like other concepts of deception to the idea. <laughs> and so that's my best guess. But it sounds like old yokai stuff that kind of just has yeah. persisted, probably very, mostly because a lot of possible. the yeah, a lot of the yokai and 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 ghost stories and demon stories were were women were thing were or creatures that looked like women, but or, weren't or, women or umbrellas or umbrellas or um or a, a man's butthole, but inside the butthole is it an eye that <laughs> stares at you? That's a that's oh, a real you. that's a real yokai. 100%. Nice. That's yeah. why the yokai that tries to prevent gay sex. Exactly. <laughs> beware if you part Ooh. those cheeks. They're watching you. Okay, yeah, they seize you. Uh, yeah, the, the other story I think I would want to see an adaptation of, which is like one of my favorite stories, read in like a day, like comic book, is um, Scud the Disposable Assassin. Uh, <laughs> that's right it's it's, it's I written about that <laughs> the what written by rob schraub who is like a big friend he's actually uh with dan Harmon has written a lot of stuff so the disposable assassin his premise is that there's in a world where you can put like a venue machine to like buy these assassins and then the you kind of give them a target and then once they kill the target they self-destruct so the this in the story, Scud, um, he's about to kill his like target, and then he realizes, oh shit! Like on the back of him, he sees in like the mirror, like self destruct after destroying target, and so he's he what he does is he kind of amputates the target and then puts him in like a uh, medical like like a tube like a what's it called where they're like in the gel like the green jelly in the tube whatever. chamber cryo chamber yeah cryo chamber like and so to yeah and then to yeah and then to like pay for the hospital bills to keep the target alive so he doesn't explode he has to take on he becomes like a hitman taking on like different like tasks and like jobs from like different people there's one storyline i mean minors like it's one of my favorites like just sections but there's a part where he loses an arm and then i think he replaces it with like an astronaut that he found on the moon and it turns out that astronaut was a werewolf. So when the moon turns or something, his arm turns to a werewolf. So he's like a werewolf arm. He's like a robot. Amazing. It's a very funny, like very like pre Rick and Morty style like humor kind of like maybe like I think actually Rob Schraub helped produce Rick and Morty or something because again he works with Dan Harmon on a lot of stuff. Yeah, I was about uh, to say it's like he's basically he's like the Mister Meeseeks of assassins. 
Kind of, yeah, actually. <laughs> and, uh, He's like Meat Seeks so, and uh, Mr. Uh, Krembopulus Zorp. Michael. Yeah, yeah true. That's, yeah, yeah. Krembopulus <laughs> I was like, Zorp, Zorp. Oh, here yeah, I no, go uh, killing again. Yeah, yeah, here I go. It, it, it's great. Love it. It's it's like a one and done. Um, it's a th- you could get like a thick trait like book of it, and it's it's complete. I guess it took years to complete because it's indie. But yeah, yeah, I would love to just see animated show of it. It's crazy because I'm That'd looking be awesome. at the I'm looking at the the art and like all he always has one eye that's colored in black and then one oh. eye that's white. It's like white. Um, mm-hmm. it's so interesting to look at because there's a there's an artist that I follow on Instagram who has a big. Mm-hmm. Um, like he has a signature when in all of the wet like web comics he makes where he draws himself. If he's ever in the comic, he has one eye that's normal and then one eye that's when just like blacked black out or white. Yeah, and I'm like, why is the white one the normal one, huh? Uh, because it's a glowing <laughs> like robot eyes and uh, how they glow. You can't glow the color okay, black. Fair. That's an absence of color in terms of light spectrum. Maybe it's just. Maybe it's just a purple, like a deep purple, so it looks black because it's black and white. No, I kid. Let's see. But yeah, well, uh, it, you know, it's the art style makes me think also of like Invader Zim a bit. I was gonna say like, that too. It's like if Dare, yeah, it's like if yeah. Daredevil was made by the Invader Zim creator. <laughs> Daredevil, nice. <laughs> or sorry, not Daredevil. I can see uh, it. Deadpool. Sorry, Deadpool. If it was, oh, uh, okay. Was made by I was the like, Invader Zim creator. Yeah, I was like, I could see it, but that, that looks, yeah, that makes more sense. Especially looking at this drawing of him where it says, we'll kill for money, and he's, like, holding up a little sign. I'm like, that's very Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, those are my main two. I do have, like, one honorary mention. Um, it's a book that I started reading. Ew. I'm almost done. Yeah, no, ew, no pictures. Gross. <laughs> it's not a card game you can trade. I'm sorry. Yeah, now we're talking. Could you, could we talk like it like it is? That might help me stay focused. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's called the the card game. This card game is written by Eric LaRocca. Uh-huh. It's called Things Have Gotten Worse Since Last We oh, Spoke. Yeah. Ooh. Um, it's a card. It's a horror based card game. The cards are in one big kind of one book style stack. thing collected. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Imagine the, Imagine the Gathering. Your deck's called a library. It makes sense. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it's a your deck is essentially it's you your know, book. You just get the deck. Yeah, it's got <laughs> numbers and words on it. Numbers on the bottom uh it's cool I'm, i just i don't i really like it a lot it's a horror book as you could probably fucking gather uh i don't want to give too much away because it's a brand new book and that's why also i'm like i would love to see an adaptation of it i don't know if i'd say it's my favorite yet it's basically i can like the best way i can explain it is it is like the thing or like a body horror kind of book but also like the ring in a sense it takes place through a chat room in the two, in early 2000s so it's like that's what like the yeah it, it that's the vibe i get i guess i should say it's like it's, it feels like the vibe of the ring and it's pretty fucked up it's cool i don't awesome. want to give too much away because it's brand new like i said so i like horror and i'm not books. done as well i do like horror yeah. books one i one i one i listened to on audible that was one that santiago recommended to me the um what was it um uh the only only the only good indian the only good indians oh it was i think i remember hearing about this crazy crazy story horror story based off of native legend and it was like really really good um yeah i'll have to pick that up then too shit yeah big recommend if you like like especially body horror it's like really really interesting how they do it nice 
Shit. Yeah. All right. Well, shit. I got myself a book rack too. But yeah, that's my um. Those are my two adaptations or three, I should say. I would. If if you were to, to see, if you were to see Scud be a be yeah. uh made into something, would you prefer a movie or like a TV show? A game I would think. also be pretty Ooh, fucking fun. That a game. It did have a game. It did. It had a game. It had for the Sega Saturn. Oh yeah, I've never played it. The Sega. Yep. I've never played it, so I don't know if it's good. It probably isn't, but um, it's due for. Yeah, I think I. I mean, I would be down for a game if that game sucks. Um, but I think realistically, I would just want like a show, but just like a one season, just just do like the show cartoon. change. Yeah, just yeah, cartoon. <laughs> no live action. No. Um, well, I mean, you could. <laughs> yeah. No, I know, but I like if I really want to see it, then yeah, I would be like an animated show, just kind of one off season, just. Like the main beats from the book, maybe some new stuff. I mean, I imagine Dan Harmon and Rob Schraub would be. Oh, I think Dan Harmon actually wrote for it too. I just forgot to say. Oh, so that's where they he started off. Rob Schraub started, and Dan took over writing. I think so. It's like you know, just I imagine they would take it over and just make a better you know new show. Especially Rick and Morty. This, if it was like on the caliber of like the way that Spider Verse and TMNT have their mm-hmm. visually distinct art True. styles, that would be. That'd it'd, be fun. It'd look really cool. <clears throat> yeah. Um, you know, so funny to kind of wrap around. You know, I had this. I told you all the the premise for this uh, episode last night, and a couple hours ago, um, coincidentally, they happened. Nintendo happened to announce a live action Legend of Zelda, uh, movie. Oh, nice. That is going to be coming out. It's gonna wow. be and a Magic the Gathering movie too. <laughs> and yeah. Magic the Gathering. Don't tease and me. Scud. I would know. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be directed by a director called Wes Ball, who I haven't seen any of their stuff, but they, they made some of the Maze Runner movies. Um, oh, fun. And they're actually a trailer for their newest movie. Uh, just came out the other day. Uh, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes, which that looks fantastic. That Another looks really Planet good. of the Apes movie. Yes, and it's in the same same universe <laughs> too. It looks awesome. It looks very visually like you know visually beautiful. Um, which you know, there's a lot of greenery in the trailer already, and I'm thinking, I don't know. It's like uh, I, I think this guy could do it. Why not? Um, or this person could do it. I don't know. I don't know if it's a you know who's directing it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but um. Yeah, that is uh, that is the news. We're getting live mm. action Legend of Zelda back off the you know off the nice. success of Super Mario. Yeah, so. thank God. Honestly, I'm totally fine. And we and you could say that it's all off the back of the Sonic movie, which is also off the back of Detective Pikachu, <laughs> which is yeah. off the back of Doom 2006, <laughs> which is off. The, sorry, which is off the back of yeah. uh, Mortal Kombat. Um, <laughs> Yeah, which is off the back of I don't know the Mario movie. Did that come out first? It's all full it circle. Did. I think it did. Yeah, but no, double it's all full yeah. circle. I will say, um, if we're talking about adaptations, I'm also just excited for that are coming out. Um, both both of these are for Disney Plus, and it's going to be the Percy Jackson show and the Aragon TV show. Oh wow! So I didn't, I didn't know they were making Aragon. Yep, they're doing Aragon too. So it's nice. He's my favorite character from Lord of the Rings. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's that's cool though. Airhorn, uh, King, Airhorn, King of bad. Gander. 
Um, <laughs> I, I'm I'm really good at gandering. That's why I'm the king. Exactly, he's the king of the ganders. Um, yeah, but no, I remember actually that those the the Dragon Books trilogy. I remember reading in high school. And they're cool. Um, it's a cycle. There's four of them. Thank you very much. Ooh, new one. I haven't read since. I guess it came out since. No, high school. no, the original the original series is four books. Uh, I guess it came out after high school. <laughs> Just double down. Actually, no. interestingly enough, uh, Christopher Paolini this last year did come out with a new book for that series um, called oh, no called Murtag, and it's a sequel that's following the events of that character Murtag, and uh, yeah. you know uh, about more things about his character. Um, I guess it's not necessarily a sequel. It's just like an in-depth character focus on him. But guess, it'll be interesting. Yeah, gotcha. Spinoff kind of. That's going to be a really... I think, I'm really hoping that's a good show. And Percy Jackson already has a trailer and everything. And that looks like it's going to yeah. be cool as shit. I'm very, very excited for that. I'm actually... I found out recently there's uh, that I thought uh, Rick Riordan had just been, in the last years, been writing the the Norse god version of percy jackson he has that series going on oh um and so i thought he was focusing on that but no he in the last five years has put out one book a year for the percy jackson (laughs) series and has another five books that i haven't read so i just started i just started the first one of that series on audible um called the uh, the trials of apollo and uh yeah, it's still, you know, it's a little rough at times because it's definitely a YA novel. They, like, make references to Snapchat and stuff in it. But... Jeez. <laughs> oh, <laughs> Fortnite. Uh, but that's F- how... FNAF. Yeah, no, like, literally. And... But that's just how much I love myth retellings is that anybody willing to do, like, stuff related yeah. to mythology, I'm in. Have you... In. Real quick, sorry to keep going in tangents have you read the books of magic by neil gaiman or any of like the no i did not read the books of magic i did read um i did read new uh, american gods oh nice i've heard that one's great loved i love the premise yeah and it was it was very solid um i would say uh give give uh books of magic by neil gaiman it's isn't that the one that jk rowling ripped off yep yeah Yeah. It's I cool feel, though. It's good. Feel, it's better yeah, than Harry Potter. I feel like saying that's what inspired Harry Potter is giving J.K. Rowling a lot of credit that she doesn't deserve. Like <laughs> she could read <laughs> and look at pictures. <laughs> she could see. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Take take us home, Gib. Take us to the. Yeah. Know, so you know, these were the. Uh... No, I don't. I don't think I got anything else. Uh, time to uh, time to bring up the plugs. Time for plug time. Um... Yeah, definitely check out those albums I brought up. Um, well, I guess The Artist is Wild Nothing. The album is named Hold. Um, really nice, like, 80s synthy, you know, um, breakbeat kind of, like, uh, tracks. Uh, I-, I like it a lot. Check them out. Beach Fossils, uh, their album, I believe it's called Bunny. Um, that one just came out. Uh, Turnovers, uh, that the band, their album, um, Out in the Way. You know, the those three albums are all really good. I definitely recommend uh, checking them out. Check out the Gibbledang Instagram, the No Dumb Idea Instagram. Um, yeah, go on vacation, go to New Orleans, get some good food, uh, get drunk. 
Piss in the street. uh, Piss in the street. Dala, what about you? Yeah, so as I mentioned earlier on top, I kind of wanted to, you know, give some plugs and shout outs to some cool peeps that I, some beautiful people I met, like beautiful, like internally people. Uh, not on outside, the outside extra. they were hideous yeah, on the no, outside exterior yeah. too but that's the <laughs> I was lucky they're, I was they're pretty great fucked people. up when I talked to them <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, I was taking a piss while I started them so I didn't have to look at them fortunately <laughs> um, but no I, you know and part of the reason I started like you know I wanted to start this podcast too was kind of to promote like some smaller creators and friends especially uh, but yeah so there's three particularly there's two bands that I met or people I met not the band but I met the one of the band members. Uh, the first one I was, I'll drop real quick is they're actually the person that was the dominatrix. They have a band. They're from South Florida. The band's name is Pansy Prep, and you can find them on Instagram as at Pansy Prep FL. They play South Florida blasphemous emo. Uh, I will <laughs> say I could not, f- I couldn't find their music really like on Spotify Sounds or like, like. Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, it's ran by a dom. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, go, go give them a follow. Uh, the other one that I think me and uh, Gibbledang actually talked with is one of the members from Pinkist, who they actually have a new album coming out, or new some new songs, I should say. Uh, they're Pinkist, like P-I-N-K-E-S-T. On Instagram, though, you can find them at P-I-N-K-E-S-T-T-T, three Ts. Mm, uh, they're great. Pinkist I love... titty. Got it. Yeah. Pinkist, yeah. <laughs> they're um, kind of like indie, kind of like, what is it, Animal Collective, I think was like, they're just the way you just... Yeah. yeah. It's cool. It's very like shoegazy kind of feel for me. I was listening to You Are a Camera and I was like, it's just like, I fucking, the vibe. It's sick. Uh, <laughs> and then the last, like, I'll, basically the burlesque show was great. It was amazing. It was hosted by G's Louise. Uh, you can follow them on Instagram at J E E Z L O U E E Z, G's Louise. They're the reigning queen of teas. For two years in the run, uh, making. <laughs> nice. Yeah, they, it was great. I mean, they're <laughs> just she's the so good queen at of tweez. Yeah, queen, queen of tweez. <laughs> uh, and then just a quick like shout. I don't have the. Inst- I don't want to share the Instagrams, but I have a shout out for Leon, Venus, and Lady Midnight for helping me with that night at the burlesque show. Shit was fun. You know, and they also recommended the Music Box Village, which was a great spot. Check that out too if you're from New Orleans. Uh yeah, those you know, and then follow me at dollar uh, art. Um, you know, we have an email too for no dumb idea. You feel free; it's no dumb idea at Gmail. Send the email if you ever got any questions or you want to send some love or anything. Uh yeah, what about you, Jim Leader Nate? What you got to plug? Oh yeah, uh well, you can find me on Instagram or Zitter uh, at at Jim Leader Nate. Ooh. Um, I refuse to call it X, but um, I yeah. It's it's Zitter. I love that name though. That's a better name. Um, uh, other than that, I would say definitely, uh, you know, definitely check out. Um, if anybody's listening to this who has not tried to, you know, the Magic the Gathering franchise, I would definitely recommend it. I think I happen to be getting a lot of people into it right now, so (laughs) um, I am neck deep again in Magic the Gathering world and uh. (laughs) Re immersed and uh, I love I love the stories and so it's it could always use more people following and like you know getting interested so that it has a better chance of uh, getting more stuff. To be honest, um, a movie or show, yeah, like a movie or a show, and uh, yeah, 
Uh, I don't have any particular shout-outs, so I'm good. Nice, nice. Well, thanks for listening, y'all, and yeah, give us a follow, and hoping to create more content for you. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's good. Getting back into the uh, swing of things. Yeah. <clears throat>